TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And we do welcome you to the Wednesday version of TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic, Coach John Cole. Thank you so much for joining us. Seth Gruen sitting in today as we continue the rotating host here on Two Guys at a Mic. Seth, great to see you. A proud graduate, at least I hope you're proud, from the University of Illinois. Well, I think my parents definitely are proud, and I don't know about the University of Illinois. I was going to say, yeah, the bigger question is the academic uh, professors. That taught you. Are they indeed proud that you are a member yeah. wearing the blue and orange? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I write for a living, and I, I sit behind a microphone. Not much academia involved in that, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, certainly writing and journalism you got from, uh, I'm sure, your quality professors at the University of Illinois. Any one particular teacher or professor. That's our daily quandary today, by the way, which we do on occasion here on the thetalkzone.com. We want to know from our listeners out there via the email, Mike, two guys, M-I-C, two guys at AOL.com, or you can give us a call, 888-463-6748. We would like to know the one teacher, the one professor that was influential, maybe a coach, in your upbringing, be it educational, athletic, moral, but a teacher or a coach or a professor who inspired you was there one at the University of Illinois that you can recall? Well, see, the problem is the uh, professors always kicked me out of class before it was over, so it was hard for them to become influential. Come on. They didn't all kick you out of class. No, no. I don't know. That that That's a tough one. Um, I had a few journalism professors. I actually did like uh, the head of the journalism school. He's now dean of the School of Communications, mm-hmm. although they changed the name mm-hmm. to something more modern. Walt Harrington, who uh, used to be the- Walt Harrington. Used to be the editor of Washington Post magazine. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed his class. Leveling so, Mr. We're going to throw some kudos out to Professor Harrington. <laughs> Throwing some See, kudos out to Professor Harrington. Internet sports talk radio here. We want to give some kudos to some unsung people out there. you got a, a Mrs. Smith in your life. you got a Mr. Jackson who inspired you. Maybe they didn't get a lot of notoriety. Now's your time. Here on Worldwide Internet Sports Talk Radio, we are being heard. Seth Gruen on seven different continents, and also we're getting into parts of Texas and I believe neighboring uh, Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> which many people in the football world call the eighth continent. But uh, now's your chance to promote a teacher, an unsung hero in your life, here on Two Guys at a Mic. Don't worry, we're going to get to college basketball, we're going to get to Tiger Woods, but I wanted to get that daily quandary out there. For me, it was Dr. John Taylor, who I have tried to Google... Twitter, Facebook, and every other thing, and I can't find the guy. It's like he disappeared. But Dr. John Taylor, my physical education professor at the University of Illinois, inspirational. He was a guy who believed in me and helped me get into the teaching and coaching career. Loved the guy. He actually played for the San Francisco 49ers. I believe he had the proverbial cup of coffee. But, you know, there's a lot of, unfortunately, John Taylor is a pretty common name. 
Yeah, I'd say so. So I've been unsuccessful. Anybody knows the good doc out there? Used to teach University of Illinois, Dr. John Taylor. He's my guy. We want to know from you, your guy, your girl out there, who inspired you. It could be first grade teacher, kindergarten teacher, grade school teacher, junior high, high school, college, whatever it might be. Our kudos, our ode to the unsung professors and teachers out there. 888-463-6748, the phone number. You can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL. Dot com. Seth Gruen, great to see you. And we have late breaking news that came out, what, about 42 minutes ago? Not yeah, not too long ago. Within, within the hour. Within the hour, certainly. about. Now, we have many listeners on the TalkZone.com who are so focused on our show that they actually, like a half an hour before our show, they tune out all the other stuff. They get ready. They get start zoning up. in for a Seth Gruen and for the coach. We appreciate that uh, loyalty. Listen to a little Nelly in the dark, get pumped up. <laughs> Let's not get carried Part of away. A champion. <laughs> <laughs> but for those people that have been in the zone, either at work or preparing for our show, that might not be aware of the late breaking news, please fill in a por favor. Fill in a. Oh, you want you'd like me to fill in? Yeah, I'm talking yeah, too much. Was, I'd like you to do it. I was going to be like, you're driving the show. Well, Tiger Woods came out and basically confirmed. That the alleged affairs aren't so alleged anymore. They're true. And did you say... Holy underwear! <laughs> did you say affair, or was there an S at the end of that? There was an S. Wow. Because two women came out. So he's been getting around, getting his fair share. It's interesting because we talked about, before the show started, how a guy like this pulls it off. Because now we have voicemails coming out and whatnot, which mm-hmm. the bodyguard, fine producer Dave Olson, will mm-hmm. play for us in a little bit. But it, it, it's a good point you bring up. How do these guys with all this paparazzi around Tiger Woods, possibly the most famous athlete in the world, how does he pull it off? Well, he didn't. <laughs> Obviously not. He didn't. I think that, so that's, long. that's well, the big question. First of all. But he did, Coach. If if the accident wouldn't have happened, none of this would have snowballed. Yes, it would. Sure it would have. Eventually, it absolutely would have come out. David Olson, our producer, you don't have to raise your hand, David. This is not in clip. By the way, at Lockport High School, any uh, teachers you'd like to throw some kudos who inspired your semi-mediocre career? Nope. Come on. Nobody? No, seriously. Seriously, I was the proverbial C student, just kind of slacked my way straight through. So See that? Those are the ones. No inspiration, no nothing. If we have some teachers out there listening, those are the students you got to watch out for. Not the ones way on the bottom, not the ones way on the top, the floaters. Guys like David Olson, who could have inspired the great thing, but now, at the age of 30-something, he's doing our show here, which is not exactly a great career. Dave Olson, yeah, he had the proverbial cup of coffee with the (laughs) Lockport synchronized swimming team. There you go. There you go. Uh, But what I was going to say is the affairs were going to come out, uh, but they came out quicker because of the accident. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the second woman had a deal in place with Us Weekly. Yes. And they were going to scoop the world like two weeks from now with the story of the affair. Right. But then the accident happened and the other woman came forward first, so they got beat. Mm-hmm. So it was going to come out, but the accident Ooh. just kind of sped up the whole process. So a tough break for Us Weekly magazine. Exactly. Are you exactly. A, and or your wife a subscriber to Us Weekly magazine? Not at this time, no. Occasionally. <laughs> At a 7-Eleven, God forbid, a white hen pantry, would you take a quick sneak peek at an Us Weekly? Sure, sure, yeah, in the jewel shopping line. Yeah, I See, I pick Dave as a Cosmo kind of guy. Cosmopolitan magazine? Well, there's no question. Yeah. No question. All right, but but the point is, is Seth, and you alluded to the fact if it wasn't for the car accident, he wasn't going to get away with it. It's impossible. 
It is nearly impossible when you want to comment on the Tiger Woods late-breaking story. Oh, and by the way, we also had our president talk about uh, the uh, situation in Afghanistan and how we are going to send 30,000 troops. We'll talk about that a little bit, too. Sports guys talk politics today on the show. But back to a much more important story. Uh, if you want to comment on the Tiger Woods late-breaking story, admitting that he did have affairs, how many we do not know, 888-463-6748, the phone number, Seth Grew. And when you're that famous, when you have that many people watching you, following you, keeping an eye on you, talking about you, it's impossible. You can't get away with it in Tiger Woods. And, and well, many of the some, other athletes, some, that they have to know that they're going to get caught. Except somehow he was he crafted a plan where no paparazzi caught him, and no, so something has to happen in order for it to happen. In order for it to come out, mm-hmm. uh, this car accident, for example, or one of the women coming forward, or an Us Weekly story. Yeah, but but that's exactly that's how it always comes out. Well, that's exactly. how it came out with Kobe Bryant. That's how it comes out with every athlete. But I guess my this point is, these guys are intelligent guys in their downtime, in their quiet time when they're sitting back, and they certainly have to analyze and think inside their head. Maybe they, you know, you lie down at night, and your thoughts before you go to sleep, they have to think in their head. I would think in their intelligent, conscious moments that I'm not going to get away with it. Well, who says it's that, going to come out at some point. Who, but you're thinking in terms of, you're thinking within your own knowledge base, your, your own head. I'm who, thinking logic. Who says but Who says Tiger's logical? Who says any of these athletes? Okay. When hey. has any professional athlete ever had to use their intelligence, well, if they have it? No, I think, many, I think Tiger Tiger's Woods stupid. is a pretty intelligent guy. I think David Olson, our producer, my bodyguard, had it exactly right. I said, you know, imagine they're, they, are they that ignorant? And he said, no, they're not that ignorant. What they are is arrogant. And I think he nailed it right on the head. Most of these stars have been big shots and stars and popular guys since like third and fourth grade. That's right. right? Uh, look, so it's not ignorance. It's arrogance thinking they can get away with it. I completely agree with the bodyguard on that. But his mentality, Tiger Woods mentality is, well, I lose my wife. I can find another woman, another beautiful woman. That's I their mentality. That. I would hope that's not his mentality. That has to be. Well, it doesn't have to be. Why, Again, else, I, why I have, else would he have the affairs? Well, there's no fear of losing his marriage. There's no, there's no fear there. See, I like to believe being the glass half full optimistic guy, and I appreciate and I enjoy being an optimistic guy, that he's actually in love with Ellen Nordig. They appear to be a very, very happy couple, and Not- it's just the temptations. From a sexual standpoint, when you're that famous, it is very hard to turn down some of those opportunities. Does that mean he loves uh- her any less? Possibly not. I'd love to hear from any females out there. 888-463-6748. If you're a male with a slight female vent, now's the time to come out here on thetalkzone.com. 888-463-6748. We are here to talk to you. Coach, two words. <laughs> the hell am I talking about? Two yes. words. What you say, the temptation, and I've heard that a million times. You yeah. talk about Michael Jordan and Rick Pitino and, and Kobe Bryant and all the guys who've had affairs. Two words, Tim Tebow. And how much better does something like this make him look? How much more do people want to see a guy like that succeed? Who, for all intents and purposes, seems like a great guy and has talked about well, it. You, don't, you don't know the social life and the Florida State I, campus I of a Tim Tebow. I don't, but don't you think if somebody had had sex with Tim Tebow, it would have come out? I mean, this guy was asked at, no. the, at Florida's media day whether or not he was a virgin. 
Oh, I'm not aware of this story. He said he is. He was asked he has by never a had sex. Report and he said he has never had sex. Wow. He's waiting till he's married. I missed that story. And a guy who's religious like that, of that kind of religious conviction, probably wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. cheat on his wife. But there's one thing that you said that I take exception with, and I'm not gonna just one. I'm not gonna pa- no. I'm not gonna pass judgment, and, and we obviously this is something you and I have talked about. I'm not gonna pass judgment on somebody who has an affair. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not going to say that, oh, people look up to these athletes, and no, I don't accept that. Because who says athletes are supposed to be role models? What I do take exception to is the fact that Tiger Woods puts up this facade. We have a happy family. It's like you say, they appear to have a happy family. He talks about wanting to miss the U.S. Open, wanting to miss the Masters for the birth of a child, and how his father had this profound effect on him to, to be a family man, to be a great father. Well, this makes this guy a fraud he's a fraud because you know what fool me once shame on me fool me Mm -hmm. twice shame on you this guy has done it more than once while still keeping up this facade that oh he's a family man he's a great father look at what he's done to his kids look at what he's done to his wife Mm -hmm. if you want to go do this fine but don't profess yourself to be anything but a rich professional athlete and a great golfer. good point it's a good point, no question about it. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say a facade, but it's definitely a negative because he has well, but it portrayed himself that way. It is a facade because yeah. it's contradictory to what the reality is. That's that's the definition of a facade. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about all the charity work he's done and, and promoting family with his Tiger Woods Learning Centers and all these kids who and that come from broken homes. That's great. That's great. But what does that say to people who are donating to this charity that somebody doesn't act with the same kind of discretion that he's preaching? He doesn't act within his own personal life with the same kind of discretion. I I don't think I understand what you're saying, and I agree with with much of the points. As far as the charitable contributions and his foundations and stuff, I don't think it affects the great work that his charitable foundations have been doing or the people involved in those foundations have to feel any worse Basically, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's a human weakness. It's just sex. I, I, yeah, of course. It's, Look, it's, I'm, the, the, the point for me isn't the act. It's not the act of committing the affair. Mm-hmm. So many athletes do it. So many people who aren't athletes do it. So many regular people do it. And I'm not condoning it. I'm not condoning cheating, but I'm not, I'm not condemning it either. I'm not going to pass judgment well, on somebody, well especially some, for, from somebody who's never been married. Yep. However, I, hypocrisy is one thing in society I can't stand, be it from a professional athlete or, or or somebody I'm friends with, a person. Tiger Woods is hypocritical in this. under these circumstances. He's very hypocritical. He's mm-hmm. like, you've seen Tin Cup, right? David Sims, the guy who talks about, you know, loving children and women and dogs, and then off the air, he, he's two-faced. Tiger Woods is two-faced in this situation. Tiger Woods is David Sims, and I think Tiger Woods... His reputation has really hit the crapper. Yep, no question about it. Came out uh, not publicly, but he came out via his TigerWoods.com. Right, that's where he's making his statements. So he right. still hasn't and come out and said anything publicly. He did admit to the affairs. He knew they were coming out. I guess, and I'm sure they talked it over with his people, his publicist, etc. They had to come out preventative. Of what's it called? A preventative strike. A preemptive strike. Preemptive strike. Thank you very much. Uh, it's going to be talked about a lot. We talked about before the show. A lot of the uh, 
nighttime television talk shows. The comedy script writers, their jobs just got a lot easier for the next three, four days. Absolutely. There'll be all kinds of punchlines. And the stories still, you could still speculate. And now maybe a little bit more specific speculation, what the hell he was doing leaving the house at 2.25 a.m. Yeah. And then Ellen, or, Ellen? Elon. Elon Nordhagen apparently rescuing him <laughs> with right. a seven iron break see, in the window, right? So see, yeah, I think she you... was, I think she was na- aiming for a, a particular yes. anatomy, but yes. she missed. She just doesn't have the same kind of accuracy as him. Yeah. Put your own punchline in there. By the way, David Olson uh, has gone through hoops and hurdles and has jumped over fences, dived under enemy fire to somehow, somehow come up with the actual voicemail. One of many things that uh, condemned Tiger Woods and forced him to come out. With the statements, David Olson, our producer, uh, let's give it a shout. Hey, it's, uh, it's Tiger. I need you to do me a huge favor. Um, can you please, uh, take your name off your phone? My wife went through my phone and, uh, maybe calling you. So if you can, please take your name off that and, um, what do you call it? Just have it as a number. On the voicemail, just have it as your telephone number. Okay, you gotta do this for me. Huge, quickly. Alright, bye. Stupid! You're so stupid! Doesn't that eat? By the way, that last part was not Tiger Woods. Yeah. Well, first of all, we gotta clarify that he's asking that woman to actually remove her name from her own phone number, so on caller ID it doesn't appear as her name. It wasn't exactly what I would call a scintillating email. A uh, voicemail. No, but how sneaky does that sound in his voice? And this is where you get to read into all these things. I mean, he sounds like he's really trying to be conniving and, and hide this stuff from his wife and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, why? Of course, he's trying to hide it from his wife, but it just sounds. I didn't hear seedy. conniving. I heard more uh, exhausted. He sounded tired. He sounded exhausted. He, he sounded concerned. This is huge. You got to do this for me. Thanks. Yeah. But he said, when you call me, so it appeared. So he still wanted her to call him. Did you get that part? Oh, yeah. So he yeah, still wanted was to no, perpetuate there was no, the affair. There was it's no not, ending the affair right, in that it's particular like This voice. is over. Yeah. It's like, let's keep it going on the side, Busa. Yeah, yeah you, don't have to, you don't have to stop calling me. Just yeah. make sure when you leave the phone call that your name is not part of yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I just I, I, I want to have sex with you. I just never want to refer to you by name. Yeah. Oh, man. 888-463-6748. Trouble for Tiger. Among the topics on today's show, we're throwing on our daily quandary. The one teacher, the one professor that inspired you, be it grade school, junior high, or high school, throw kudos out to that particular teacher, your unsung hero in your life. And we got to get to some college basketball. Seth, you're fighting a line I play in tonight. Day three of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Some great games yesterday. We'll talk some college hoops for sure right now. The... uh Challenge is even at 3-3, correct? Let's see, Northwestern won, Purdue won. Purdue won, and then on Monday, Penn State behind 32 by Taylor Battle won their game. So that's three for the Big Ten. Michigan State lost. Lost to North Carolina. Great ball game. And what were the other two games? Uh, Virginia Tech beat Iowa. Okay. And, hold on, those ones I had memorized were missing. Oh, Maryland. In a game that very few people will ever remember, Maryland defeated Indiana 80-68. to I apologize to any of the fine listeners out there in the Maryland or Indiana State area, but it wasn't great basketball. Who's your nation? Absolutely. So uh, we'll talk about that. My Northwestern Wildcats, by the way, 5-1 and one yes, on the season. Sir. They beat their third consecutive undefeated team, and they're doing that 
after their star player got injured. Amazing. Yeah, I, th- I thought this was going to be their year because Coble is an NBA prospect. Obviously, he's taking the medical redshirt. He'll be back next year. But they're already making, starting to beef up their tournament resume and the, the early goings in the season. And that's what a Northwestern's got to do, especially when they're playing that tough Big Ten schedule. Mm-hmm. And as we know, this year the Big Ten is probably the best conference in college basketball. So yeah. Northwestern, well, they got one day left to prove that today. Nor- yeah, Northwestern is certainly setting the table. To make a run here. Mm-hmm. Illinois, Clemson today, Minnesota, Miami, Boston College taking on Michigan Duke in Wisconsin in the battle of half-court basketball. Florida State takes on Ohio State, 3-3 so far, five games left. If you're a college basketball fan, one of the many topics we dig into here on Two Guys and a Mic, always willing to take your calls, 888-463-6748. Some big games tonight. Your Illinois team, Seth Gruen, struggling. Coming back from Las Vegas, and uh, if it was a gambling trip, it was the equivalent of going out there with a couple of thousand and coming back pretty much empty-handed. Yeah, yeah, but they weren't playing with house money there, unfortunately. No. They, they 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 came with their own money in their pocket, and Utah, that, that's a heartbreaking loss. Runner at the buzzer to lose that way, you don't like it. But obviously this is still a young team. It's a, it's a team that's starting two freshmen, and then... Still, Demetri McKamey and Mike Davis are two guys that have not proven that they could play consistent basketball. Mm-hmm. So they, there'll be a learning curve for this Illinois team, but I, I still think they're a Sweet 16 team. Mm-hmm. By the way, we do have a Fighting Illini show here on the TalkZone.com. I don't know if we're allowed David Olson to promote other shows, but it's 4 till 6 each and every, is it Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesdays, 4 to 6, Illini Nation checks in here on the TalkZone.com. Make sure you tune in for that particular game, and uh, there should be some great basketball coming up in the next couple of weeks. Kind of, uh, we're still in the preseason part of college basketball. The well, games the, the count before the conference season, yeah. basically. Yeah. It's, it's the out of conference schedule, so. But it's kind of fun to watch. And boy, I'll tell you, watching North Carolina and Michigan State last night, the talent level, the athleticism, the speed and quickness. I love the style upon which both those teams play. Not a whole lot of half-court basketball. Well, yeah, but they still play physical. They still bang around there. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, they'll still set up their half-court sets. What's great about college basketball, and this is obviously contradictory to their uh, football uh, cohorts, is that you're getting great games. You're getting great games in the out-of-conference schedule. You're getting the Michigan States against the North Carolinas, uh, a Duke against a Wisconsin, and Illinois against a Clemson. Um, you know, they're not the – college basketball teams are not – scheduling these cupcakes. You're actually getting to see great games during the regular season, mm-hmm. which is great for the sport. It's great for the integrity of the sport. No question about it. Good to hear Dickie Vitale in full form, too. Oh, yeah. Sitting back late at night with my North Carolina, Michigan State, Dick Vitale bringing it to you. I knew college hoops was back. I hate the wintertime here in the fine city of Chicago. I really do despise the cold weather and the early darkness, but knowing that there's basketball and a Dick Vitale to keep me awake on some late winter nights... Keeps me going, Seth Grill. Yeah, I'm a very lonely I, man, but Dick Vitale can uh, at times. You can keep yourself sane. With yeah, some I just have to make sure I keep his phone number off my voicemail. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want my wife to find out. All right, we're taking a quick break. College basketball and the Tiger Woods situation on the docket for today. We're also going to have sports guys talk politics. Barack Obama. Did you were you able to catch a Barack in between the two college basketball games? No, I was not. Look at that. Six fifteen first game. You got a. 8.30 late game in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And in between, our fine president, Barack Obama, 
making a major statement on world affairs and you were not tuned in. I was not. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should really question your morals, question your thought processes, and I also did not tune in. One of our fine listeners could fill us in, though. 888, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick break. Back in a minute. Don't you go anywhere. Seth Gruen and the coach, two guys and a mic. to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. What was that music, David? That sounded like... That's maybe the music like when you're waiting in the dentist's office to have a couple of teeth drilled and you just hear that music over and over. It's almost like a Chinese torture. If you were to listen to that music over and over again, I would venture within 30 minutes you would probably hit some form of mental insanity. Yeah, it's, that's elevator music. Huh? That's elevator music. Yeah. At Guantanamo, instead of waterboarding, they could have played that music, and I guarantee we would have found out where all the terrorists were. Clearly, Dave Olson didn't have any cups of coffee with the Lockport yeah. Music I think, Department. I think it's a very subtle. Say, my bodyguard, you know, he plays this facade as our producer supporting our show. I think there's a very subtle, possibly well-orchestrated, well-orchestrated, behind-the-scenes move to get rid of the two of us, Seth, so that Dave could actually take over the show. And I think that music that he plays, like, just for 20 seconds during the break, slowly but surely, each and every day, wears our mental sanity down. And at some point, I'm guessing probably mid-February, the two of us will be rendered completely useless. Well, I think the I, I think the bodyguard, though, needs to talk a little more to take over the show, right, Coach? Well, that's, see, that's part of the facade. He's remaining quiet, pretending to be just a producer with no on-air aspirations. Mm -hmm. But over and over again, we hear that painful dental music. (laughs) And he knows what it's doing to us. Almost subconscious. We don't even realize it. But the two of us, I'm telling you, Seth, I can feel it coming. The two of us will be rendered completely useless. In mid-February, it'll be the David Olson Show here on thetalkzone.com. And then we'll have to find something else. It's part of a vast scheme. I'm very, if you haven't figured out, Dave, I'm a paranoid individual by habit. Trust me, you, li- you got any voicemails you want to leave? <laughs> if you would have lived my life, I am paranoid for good reason, believe me. <laughs> By the way, I woke up this morning and I got the two stories mixed up in my dream. And for a brief conscious moment, first thing this morning, mm-hmm. I had thought that Barack Obama admitted to an affair and Tiger Woods was going to quit his golfing career to go to Afghanistan and fight for the United States. I thought you were over that, Coach. Huh? I thought you were over those I've dreams. I've got weird dreams, you know. Got mixed yeah, you, up. You, you dream stranger than anyone I, I, I know. <laughs> our phone number here on the talkzone.com. You can email us at mike2guys at aol.com. Seth Gruen, the young and restless one. Never married, never been there, been, never been there, never done that. But he's extremely upset that. with the Tiger Woods. I tend to be a little 
bit more sympathetic. Either way, it's kind of a sad story. I hate to see what appeared to be a happy marriage and hopefully can still continue to be broken up by uh, the weakness, I guess you could say. The weakness of a Tiger Woods. Yeah, and again, Maybe it'll come out that Elon Nordhagen was having a couple of them. Why can't the woman have them? Why is it always well, cle- the guy? Clearly the women can because there were other women involved with Tiger Woods. No, but I mean, why can't it be a famous couple and it would be, and it's the woman who's messing around with a couple of guys on the side? You don't hear those stories well, too yeah, often. Yeah, it's, it's a double standard of society. But you don't, you don't hear it often with necessarily actors. It's, it's specifically a hot topic with athletes. Yeah, well, you but really it could only be, hear with athletes. But it could be for female athletes too. I mean, we don't hear, you know, Lisa Leslie admitting to a couple of affairs or, you know, Annika Sorenstam. Now, she got divorced, but as far as we know, that was just a plain old regular divorce. Mm-hmm. Or a Paula Davies or any of the, you know, the female stars out there. Well, what the we reason need... you don't hear about Lisa Leslie is because no one cares about the WNBA. Now, here you go. You see, trying to get me sidetracked to get off the main point. What we need in the sporting world is a female controversy of the kind with affairs. Okay. Yeah. Why do we need that? Huh? Why do we need that? Just to even things out a little bit. Be an interesting story. Has there been any? Help me out, listeners. Have we had? I know actresses. Certainly there has been. But has there been any female athletic stars that have gotten into situations like that? Not drug stories, not criminal stories, but basically because they're popular, because they're beautiful, even though they're married, they have had affairs that they tried to keep secret. I can't off the top of my head well, think of any, but I'm sure if we go to usweekly.com, we'll find some. You know, generally, generally, you want to keep an affair a secret. I now, understand here's... that, but if you're famous, that doesn't happen. Right. No, I, They always I come that. out. I understand that. Yeah, but you said anybody who wants to keep... Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But one, one of the interesting things is, was Tiger able to keep the two side women secret from one another? Uh, that's an interesting sidelight. I'm sure the, the news is so breaking now that that hasn't been brought well, that up. That stuff that, that's gets an overlooked. So, yes. And how do they feel about each other? Mm-hmm. Like, were they looking in his phone? And I mean, why doesn't the guy just get a secret cell phone, like a bat phone or something? Yeah, I, I don't understand. Again, it goes back to, you know, leaving text messages and voicemails. I mean, how dumb can you be? And again, I think, uh, you know, producer extraordinaire David Olson nailed it. It wasn't ignorance. They're smart guys. It's arrogance. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it maybe even they don't even realize how arrogant they are. But again, these guys have been stars, most of them, since an early age. They've been the popular guy, the star, people looking up to them. And I would imagine, not that I would know, that you know, through third, fourth grade, through grade school and junior high, and you're still the popular one, and people love you, and you're top athlete, popular in school. Uh, you know, and on to high school and on to college and post-college, year after year, month after month, day after day. There's a certain mentality. I would think Seth Gruen, again, I don't know, but I would think. It's fearlessness. Huh? He's fearless. Yeah. It's a fearless mentality. When you're a professional athlete, you think you're invincible because yeah. everything good has happened to you. Mm-hmm. Plaxico Burroughs found out uh, not so good to be fearless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd like, it's interesting. Has there been a female athlete that's gotten in that controversy? I can't think of any. Uh, if anybody can help us out there, 888-463-6748. We need to even out the uh, the sides, in my particular opinion. But you also think about, I mean, it, it's interesting because it, it, you really only hear about this with the prominent 
F, you know, sports figures and whatnot. Yes. I mean, granted, like an Andre Karolinko, his wife gives him one cheat a year. You yeah. heard about that? That was a nice touch. Yeah. But, I mean, you're not going to hear this about some bench warmer in the NBA who nobody knows about. I mean, these national so you got Tiger Woods, Rick Patino, Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant, people of, of that nature. Yeah. What are they thinking? What are they thinking? And maybe that's the problem. They're not thinking, and I, I go back to politics most recently, of John Edwards, who was running for president. Paparazzi following around press all over the place. All of his aides, his agents, his publicists, all the people running for president. And his wife is going through breast cancer, right? Recovery. You talk about a facade, Right. Mm-hmm. The ultimate family man with the, you know, the child. I think tragically they had a, a son that died at an early age. You know, Elizabeth Edwards talked about that. They appeared to be the absolute all-American couple, the fresh-faced John Edwards. And during the election, not before, during the run, during the election, he's having an affair with one of the photographers, John Edwards, an intelligent guy. Can't honestly think with all those people. Sorry for spitting at you, by the way. Can't honestly think that he's going to get away with that, but that's the mentality that apparently uh, somehow, again, we, we arrogance, or you called it uh, a fearlessness. Yeah, we look, we could debate the topic. I mean, we could sit here and talk about why all day long, but this is not the first time that it's happened. It's not going to be the last. This is going to happen again. More affairs are going to come out with these professional athletes and, 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 and public figures. The question is, what do you profess yourself to be? Here's you know an example of a guy who who was able to turn his life around was a, a, another golfer in Payne Stewart. The guy was a mean sob, got religious, turned his life around, and was beloved. Maybe Tiger Woods can do that. I don't know, but I don't see it. Mm-hmm. And for all his fame and fortune up until this point, pretty clean slate, right? As far as controversy. And he, of course, he, uh, you know, markets is a whole other angle to it, all yeah, his sponsorship I, I, deals and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I can't remember too many controversies with the Tiger Woods prior to this. Although, although it wasn't made as big of a deal, some people did take exception to his temper tantrums on the golf course, yeah. his throwing of the Occasional golf course, occasional use of profanity. Yeah, yeah, you know, with kids around. But I, I, I think that was more magnified because. It's an individual sport where the camera's always on him. I mean, he gets such a, a large majority of the camera time. It's not like that doesn't happen in the NBA or professional baseball or, or football or anything like that. But for the most part, you are right. A relatively clean slate. And, and doesn't that almost make this worse for him? I mean, when it's a guy you don't expect these things from mm-hmm. to happen. I mean, you take a Dennis Rodman and... and all the things he did, all the things you hear about him when the Bulls were playing in Salt Lake City, going on these benders to Vegas and wearing a dress and marrying Carmen Electra and getting it annulled and marrying this woman and drink. You come Don't to forget the Madonna up there. The Madonna thing. And, and I mean, you, you take Ron Artest, who obviously the Tiger Woods thing trumps this on uh, uh, today and. It's probably why he decided to release this today, but <laughs> the fact that he, when he played with the Chicago Bulls, drank alcohol at halftime. I mean, stupid, idiotic, but you come to expect that from a guy like that. Just it, out of it, curiosity, it down. what it led him to uh, admit that? I have no idea. Yeah, he's a pretty crazy individual himself. Yeah, well, Good, you, player. You, you, Good player. Good right. player, but definitely... Uh, you, 
walks on the wacko side. Mm-hmm. And you talk about a guy with intelligence. He's probably a guy with with limited mm-hmm. l- limited intelligence. So when you consider some of the things he's done. I don't know. I've never given the guy an IQ test. I don't know what his standardized test scores are. Mm-hmm. But when you consider the running into the crowd and you know going on the hiatus from basketball to uh, develop his rap album. Drinking alcohol at halftime. You, you, you wonder. It gives right to speculation. He about is definitely a loose cannon, no question. But I'm not going to question his intelligence, but he's a loose cannon that at times can make unintelligent decisions. Now, was it a couple of Budweiser shot of Jack <laughs> no. Daniels? Do we, in fact, know what alcohol he took? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some malt liquor. I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Maybe it was a fine, uh, sure fine bourbon. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it was a relaxation thing for him. Who knows? Uh, sure, Coach Scott Skiles is thrilled when that came out. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, maybe they was were a drinking good, it was some a Saganaki good... and they're screaming "Opa" in the <laughs> at halftime. I don't know. Drive into the lane, Opa! Yeah. Foul by Rana Tess. Oh, good <laughs> yeah, good day you... though. Good day to come out with that story. You're right. Yeah. Can Can you imagine Rana Tess running a marathon? And all the like, like Bernard Lagat and all the great marathon mm-hmm. runners grabbing the Gatorade or water, and, yeah. and, and and some guy holding out Budweiser for Ron Artest. Yeah. Well, my partner uh, Joel Radwanski, uh, who is supposed to be guy number two of two guys in a mic, and hopefully will be joining us in the not too distant future. He claims he is going to run the marathon run, twenty six point one miles. Mm-hmm. In each mile, he will consume a different not possible alcohol. He'll vomit beverage. before he'll vomit before he finishes. Joel's a brave man. I, I, Similar to Tiger great, Woods, he's fearlessness. Huh? Fearlessness, that's fine. That doesn't mean that the end result isn't going to be the same. Not only 26 beers, a different beer each and every mile. Oh, really? Yeah. We got some sponsors. Is he trying yeah, to get you know, some sponsorship? That's part of the whole deal. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, the talkzone.com might become it. famous if Joel ever pulls this off. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like, you know, you if you're going through different neighborhoods, you know, the Russian community, you have a Russian beer. You happen to be going through the Polish community, get one of their famous beers. So you can make it a cultural so like, thing. You, you while can you're... do like a Peroni, Corona, Absolutely. Miller Lite for Americans. Absolutely. And then we'll... Oh, oh man, that's good. <laughs> what was that? We'll charge a lot of money for which will be the final beer when he crosses the finish line. There'll be great sponsorship that could make, Seth. Possibly you and me rich by uh, second hand. I hope so. All the power to him if he could do that. Absolutely. And he if we can get 10% of his winnings, we will not be ashamed to take that. No, of course not. two guys and a mic here on the talkzone.com we do it each and every monday through friday 10 in the morning until 11 that is central time once again out east we are a lunchtime show seth out west many many people waking up to the sounds of a seth gruen on the radio not exactly the best way to start a day quite frankly well like you said your favorite breakfast show as long as you're not eating breakfast right <laughs> or maybe you're having, to go on cue with that now. Maybe though. you're having some two years, two years behind the mic with you. Oh goodness! By the way, I don't know if you saw the other note. Vince Scully, Vince Scully, at the age of eighty something, coming back as the Los Angeles Dodgers announcer again for next year. Well, yeah, that's a famous voice there. Yeah. I mean, that 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 he's 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 probably one of the few announcers in sports from a local standpoint. I mean, you have your Bob Costas, mm-hmm. Al Michaels, guys like that who really sell a broadcast, who really sell a team. I mean, people tune in to Dodger games a lot of times to listen to him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some announcers you just want to turn down, hit the mute button. He's one of those guys you turn up. 
and he does it all by himself. Right. Right? Does not want a partner, which is absolutely amazing, especially in a sport like baseball. Oh, of course. With so to much downtime. Yeah. That, that, that is what's unbelievable. But 80-something-year-old Vin Scully will be back once again. Also locally, our Chicago Blackhawks won a shootout yesterday that went apparently 11 rounds, the longest, uh, at least in Chicago Blackhawk team history. 11 rounds in the shootout. They came out winning the game 4-3, to three, but I found that quite amazing. Finally, they had to have like a defenseman who never even practices. Mm-hmm. Doing the shootout, but Brent Seabrook scores a goal in around 11. Credit the uh, goalie for the Blackhawks, Cristobal Huey, who made eight consecutive shootout one-on-one saves. Yeah, and especially a guy who has who struggled in the early goings of the season to come back and mm-hmm. and be able to step up like that in a game that you know the Hawks. Yeah, we haven't talked much hockey here on uh, Two Guys and a Mic, but we're right there for you if you're a hockey fan. We could do so at 888-463-6748. And don't forget, it's only Wednesday, a little bit early to be getting excited. But actually, it's not too early. There's a couple of great games coming up this weekend. College football, Alabama in Florida, the game everybody's been waiting for. And uh, Texas and Nebraska, a couple of championships on the line tomorrow. You've got Oregon and Oregon State battling for the Rose Bowl. So college football just about done, regular season set, but three more great games to go. One of the greatest weekends in sports. I'll need to recharge my battery. We'll come back and talk about it, right, Coach? No question about it. And we got Sports Guys Talk Politics. Our thoughts. The uneducated Sports Guys Talk Politics on Barack Obama. Afghanistan when we come back. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone all right one of the segments uh seth gruen that we do on occasion here on the talkzone.com two guys and a mic is sports guys talk politics so we'll shoot a quick segment in if anybody uh has some thoughts, has some comments. Uh, we'd love to hear sports guys talk politics on barack obama's speech last night addressing in particular, the situation, the war, if you want to call it, in Afghanistan, the battle against al-Qaeda. Barack speaking to the nation, basically saying, and he basically, you know, he kind of ran on a anti-military platform, for the most part, but saying that uh, he has agreed they're going to send, what, 30,000 troops into Afghanistan. Our nation's security is at danger. The troops are being sent. He did put a specific uh, beginning of a pullout date, which I think was key. Yeah, of course. Well, that that's more what he ran on, I think, was yeah. <clears throat> ending the wars uh, in, I- in Iraq and Afghanistan. I don't think he ran on an anti-military platform necessarily. But didn't we see this coming? We knew that he was going to recommit some troops to Afghanistan mm-hmm. for some time now. This was just the official word. It was all but academic up until last night. Yeah, and you hope that it can be met with some order of success. I think that's... 
one of the keys you don't want. I think the fear of a lot of people is you're going to go in and it's just going to be ongoing and ongoing and ongoing, and you don't really have any definitive success. And obviously, we can talk about it till uh, the day is dry. We're not going to know until it actually happens. Even when it does happen, we're still probably not going to know. I mean, what what does the American public know? Ten percent, right, of what is really out there. So to some extent, some extent, we do have to trust those that have the ultimate knowledge. And I do say some extent because you certainly. Don't want to give carte blanche. That's how we've gotten in trouble in the past. Right. That's why we have a checks and balances uh, mm-hmm. system in our government. That's why things need to be approved. It's it's strange, though, and, and, and don't take this as an anti-Afghanistan or any anti-war comment because it's not. But I, I always sort of feel for these troops. I know, obviously, they made a choice to, to sign up for the Army and defend our country, and, and that's great. But I always kind of feel bad for the families when troops are sort of sent to another country to sort of mediate. Now, I'm not saying, you know, America as a superpower does have that duty to um, sort of perpetuate law throughout the world. Mm-hmm. But simultaneously, you kind of, you know, they're, they're not necessarily defending the United States of America in this un, under these circumstances. I understand it's a war against al-Qaeda who, who attacked us. So I see under those, it, it's just more abstract is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I disagree with it at all. In fact, I agree with this. But... <clears throat> Um. Yeah, I I just feel for the families mm-hmm. often. No, I know exactly what you're saying. It's not it's not as direct as you know. We're, we're, yeah, right. This it's country not... invaded us. We're sending my right. son, my daughter over there to fight for our country. It's a little more in between. I absolutely right. know right. where you're coming from, and I think a lot of our fine listeners do too. Again, eight 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 four six three six seven four. You saw the speech last night. Agree, disagree, or anywhere in the vast in between. Give us a call. Email Mike two guys M I C number two Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. My biggest concern, and Barack Obama is so articulate. Mm-hmm. I think he his his message is so almost always right on, and he has such a wonderful way of saying it. It's not just it's not just the words, but it's even the meaning behind the words. I really appreciate the the message that he gets out there. I think it's so so good. But my biggest concern is still that it, that it's the United States that is going to Afghanistan and battling al-Qaeda that we're sending the troops in. It shouldn't be the United States. Well, and, and It so, should be... Although, uh, But al-Qaeda was responsible for 9-11. Well, they were responsible that, for a lot of other things, too, though, Seth. Mm-hmm. Terror, you know, there's been terror in other countries, too. It's not just the United States. I just think that that's where we get in the biggest trouble is when other countries look at it. And I think Barack is trying to change that, and he addressed it a little bit. That, you know, America has to come to the rescue. It shouldn't be America. It should be the the con, the coalition of nations. Form a new group. If the United Nations isn't working, form a new group. I don't know. It, however you do it, it needs to be more symbolic and more, not just symbolic, more actual, where it's other countries together, not America. Well, I, think I don't we- want people in Russia or Italy or Norway. Or Germany to see, you know, America sending the troops in for the battle against. I want to see the um, again. I'm going to use the acronym CON, the Coalition of Nations sending right. troops in. Right, but let's 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 not forget that the United States was attacked by Al Qaeda. It's just like any other country w- waging war against a terrorist group. Mm-hmm. Let's attack them. You, in, and you look at uh, at some of these world organizations, United Nations, NATO. Those are more in place. At least my interpretation of it is is to deal with a situation like a Kosovo, for example, a Slobodan Milosevic, who um, 
was committing genocide sort of within a country. Yes. Crimes on his own people or a Somalia. Um, Mogadishu, uh, I'm losing, um, uh, what's his name? Farah Deed was the guy who was committing the genocide and, mm-hmm. and then starving the Somalis. So those sort of, uh, when you have internal injustices within a country, those are the sort of things that I see those, you know, United Nations, NATO going into sort of eradicate. Mm-hmm. But this was more, this is more still something, I guess you would call it personal between Al Qaeda and the United States. I think it's more abs- abstract, abstract. I'm sorry, not abstract. Abstract. It's it's not it's not as concrete as the attack on Pearl Harbor, or World War One, or World War Two, or or something like that. It's it's probably falls somewhere between those two wars and 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 Vietnam, which people mm-hmm. thought we shouldn't be involved in at all. Mm-hmm. Ah, good point. Good point. The voice of reason here, Seth Gruen. The youngster out of the University of Illinois, again, Barack Obama, making a speech yesterday. Sports guys talk politics brief segment here on the talkzone.com. But uh, whether we agree and or disagree, Seth, 30,000 troops will be heading to Afghanistan to help. Is it General McQuarters? McClellan. McCrystal. Who? McChrystal. 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 I knew it was a mix something. General McChrystal, he wanted 40,000. He got 30,000. I think he's doing pretty good. Let's hope for success there so that we can all remain safe and our show can continue on past the first right. of the year. Right. And we wish those, <laughs> and we wish those troops all the best. Oh, that is a given. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Any more political things you'd like to get into on sports guys talk politics? You appear to be extremely uncomfortable with the topic. Uh, not, I, I'd talk more politics. Only if it's about sort of the BCS and those politicians getting involved in the BCS. Ah, what a transition. What a smooth transition like a true professional. All right, you want to talk some college football? I do, I do. Because I recharged my battery during this break. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, can I, can I tell you my dream scenario right now as it stands this I hope weekend? It's, I hope it's better than my dream last night of Tiger Woods going to Afghanistan and Barack Obama admitting an affair. Although probably his wife would like to see him go to Afghanistan. <laughs> She'd probably throw a golf club at him, follow him with a golf What's club. What's your dream scenario? Leave that, leave that to the late-night script sorry, writers, I'm, will you? Yeah. Um, my, I would like to see, because I'm a huge proponent of a playoff, and uh, I would like to see Texas lose. Therefore, you have TCU jump them. Mm-hmm. The loser, then TCU plays the winner of the SEC championship, Florida or Alabama. And then I would like to see one of those teams, one of those teams play Boise State in a Fiesta Bowl. TCU and Boise State win. You turn the BCS on its head. More, uh, more, more of a proponent for a playoff. Because mm-hmm. how there is no other sport, no other sport, where a team begins the season and says, "I cannot win the championship. We cannot win the national championship." It well, ruins the integrity of the sport. Yeah, I've never been a super big proponent of the playoff system. I, I've never had that just, you know, absolute need that I have to know who definitively is the number one team. That's just me personally. I think more people agree with you, Seth. Having said that, if there was a playoff system, would I watch or would I enjoy it? Absolutely. And I agree with your statement. I'd love to see one of those quote-unquote Underdog teams at Boise State, at TCU, or we're missing one, uh, Cincinnati, have a shot at playing one of those top teams. I think that'd be fun to see and even better if they'd pull off the big upset. But 
I've never had that need for the playoff brackets. I, I can live my life fairly comfortably and enjoy college football, watching the Orange Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl. Even if they're not number one, you know, Boise State wins a big game in a bowl game and they finish undefeated. Great season. Celebrate. Phenomenal. I feel the sports adrenaline kick. I don't have to know that they're number one. I can enjoy their success for what it is, but well, that's just me. First of all, you look at you, when you look at a playoff, it's, it's, it's about <laughs> the integrity of the sport. Okay. Hands down, they make more money. Let's say you get a you get a 16 team playoff, first round game at the the higher seed stadium. That's an extra two mil per school. I mean, it, uh, uh, Texas makes over a million on ticket sales alone. Plus, you have concessions and then the drop TV in the deal. bucket. Yeah, yeah, it's a drop in the bucket. Exactly. By the way, as a sidelight, uh, my trip to Disney World. I did oh, meet a guy who's... Huh? You went to Disney World? Oh, we talked about that yesterday. Listen oh. to the show once in a while, will you please? I did, uh, okay. A guy I met there works... Uh, uh, well, long story, but connections with the bookstore at Notre Dame. He says on game day. On game day at Notre Dame, very often they will take in $1 million plus just on one game. The bookstore? At the Notre Dame bookstore. Wow. Go ahead with your story. Sounds so. But anyways, I was going to say, it's it's about the integrity of the sport. Winning championships is all of what fandom is about and boosterism. I mean, you, you look at, at the New York Yankees, what has made them is their 27 world championships. 27 or 28? 27. I'm a Cubs fan. We got none. It doesn't 27. matter. I mean, you even look at the Cubs. That, that's the point. What has eluded the Cubs, what has made the Cubs such a prominent franchise is their inability to win one but the point is in baseball or any other sport every team begins the season thinking they can win the national championship that's what that's what makes that's what makes the ncaa tournament great because even those small schools begin okay i win my conference i i I, you know I, i go to the tournament we roll the dice and see what happens, and 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 mid majors have won the national championship. Look at an Indiana State in 1979; they went all the way to the title game and played Michigan State. They lost. Well, see, I'll play devil's advocate for a second. I, you know, again, Northwestern's probably the team I root for the most. Each and every year of my 53 years on this earth, I have come into the season knowing that Northwestern's going to win the national championship. But for many of the 53 years I've rooted for Northwestern, I'm excited at the start of a season. To see how the team unfolds, to see what victories they can get, to see if they can get a winning record and maybe make the NCAA tournament. Oh, you're talking about so hoops I'd... now. You're talking about hoops, Northwestern yes. hoops. Yeah, well, the same thing would apply to football. So I don't have to have the prop, the, the prospect of knowing there's a bracketed tournament that one champion will win it all to get me excited about college football or my particular team. But again. That's just me, and I'm a very strange individual. Uh, the, another problem I have with the BCS in general, and if you're going to keep the system, is 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 the name on the helmet holds so much water. You look at Notre Dame's schedule. It, it, Notre Dame run the table this year, and it's it was quite possible that god awful schedule they played. They would have made the national championship. I bet, and I haven't looked at it, but I bet you could find a non BCS conference school that played a tougher scheduled in them, yet if that school had run the table, they would not make the national that's a good championship. Point. That's a good point, and if true, that that's just wrong, period. Because right. you can't base it. If you look at the schedule, and one team had bigger wins, tougher schedule, you want to put that team in, you got to make, you have to make a judgment call, okay, that's understood. But if you elevate one team because of their team name, their name, 
over another team that played a tougher schedule. There's only one word for that, and it's wrong. It, it also also the BCS overemphasizes conference um, subjectivity. I mean, you have an SEC which is just completely pumped up by. Uh, the ESPNs and whatnot. But when you look at that conference, when you really examine it, is it that much better than the rest of the country? Mm -hmm. No, it's just top-heavy. Alabama, Florida, LSU. Real quick before we let you go, because you won't be here, sneak peek ahead to the games uh, for the weekend. Alabama at Florida, Seth Gruen. Give us a quick pick. Don't forget, Friday on TalkZone, we'll have an official football Friday. Yeah, Florida. Florida over Bama. Florida over Bama. Texas taking on Nebraska. You're pulling for the you're, you're pulling for the upset. I'm pulling, Are I'm you pulling picking for the, the corn husker? But I think I think this is the year that Colt McCoy finally wins the Big Twelve outright. Mm -hmm. And probably the Heisman Trophy as well. Uh, Lifetime achievement. Yeah, you got a Toby Gerhardt. Don't forget who's making your I run. Think Colt and, McCoy uh, is your leader in the clubhouse right now. Really, not Mark right. Ingram, Alabama running back? Not Mark Ingram. Even if they win the SEC title game? Uh, we got to get out of here. Seth Gruel, we appreciate you having in. We did sports guys talk politics. We covered Tiger Woods, college hoops, and college football. Not bad for 56 minutes. Yeah, and that went by fast. You, you, I didn't even know. You cut me off. I didn't even know our time was up. I apologize. You can now go home and get some rest. I can. Take a day off. It's on me. David Olson, our producer, thank you so much. The commander-in-chief here at thetalkzone.com. Chris Whitting, great job. I don't know what he did but I'm sure he did a tremendous job. Thanks for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow, 10 o'clock Central. Spread the truth and pass the gas. See you tomorrow.